You're listening to Force Fed Digital. BXU Heard. Salutations, ladies and gentlemen, in conjunction with Force Fed Digital and the United Ronin Networks presenting The Art of Bounce. I am Ralph Anthony Garcia, also known as R4. The Art of Bounce is a show where former bouncers such as myself share their stories along with other former or current fellow men in black working as bouncers, security guards, fire guards, lifeguards, anything that has to do with safety and security. On this episode, Chapter 4, we will introduce the four, the Fab Four, four horsemen, four of a kind, if you don't mind. I present a lost episode featuring myself, Rocky Cruz, Professor Food, and Ed Dennis. This particular episode was recorded way back in 2018. Yeah, we could actually say that, way back in 2018. About five or so years ago, actually closer to six years ago, we took the time to record this. Y'all might want to strap up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Please excuse the sound quality. I had to dust off a lot of dust off this here. So yeah, it's going to sound crazy, but it's going to contain valuable information. It's all pretty much life and death right here. So let's fasten our seatbelts and listen in. This is the Art of Bounce. Hashtag insecurity, ladies and gentlemen. This is the United Ronin Networks. So, let's begin to introduce ourselves. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, it's a lot of noise. I think that's Rocky. Anybody that's worked with me knows I hate the word boss, 
Mm. Like supervisor. Yeah, And with all the years of experience, as many guys as I've taught, as many guys as I've trained, as many guys as I've put on, I always consider myself equal because I was there too. Mm. So I never say, oh, I'm better than this guy because he's new in the game. No, because I was you before I became me in this game. So today I'm learning as I'm teaching. Yes. And for the most part, some of the best teachers are some of the best students. You can't become a master without being a good student. Even when you become a master, you still got to revert back to becoming a student because you have to always learn. This game here, this game here is killing itself because, not of control, the loyalty in this game is gone. Among other things, don't you agree? Like, the etiquette of the game is dead. People don't even play by the correct numbers anymore. People don't even want to go via the proper channels anymore. We're like, people are just stepping on toes. You said it. Cutthroat business. That has come through society in general. I mean, look at the lack of respect for the elders, our industry, but in industries and life in general. That is our state that we live in. All the way around, because that looks... Rocky, that's just like what me and you talked about in the past. Okay, back in the 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s, you had this one big drug dealer that could control half of the Bronx. His name put fear in people's heart, all right? Now, you took that guy away, there's no more control. People have no more fear. So without fear, there's no respect. You know, because fear and respect is hand in hand. Sometimes people say, oh, you fear me, you won't respect me. If you respect me, you won't fear me. That's bullcrap to me. People that respect you sometimes fear you. You know, you, you're going to get a little bit of nudging here and there where the people say, no, that's not true. But you look at it. If nobody fears security, you think they're going to respect the club? Say, this is my club. How many of us ain't walk into that? Serious. Oh, trust me, trust me. We all did that. I've walked into that situation many times. And somebody understand, I'm excusing fellas because I'm busy cleaning up. I got fellow college professors here. You know, <laughs> you know, nutty bars and fucking um, the Gatorades. Good luck with that. Long story short, like you said, I'm sorry to piggyback with you, Ed. As you talk, my thoughts will come into my brain little by little. I feel like when people tell me it's my club, oh, what the f*** that post to me? I fan factor? Okay, this is your club, but my policy is, my thing is, bro, you don't have to come at people that way, brother. You come, have a good time, and go the f*** home. <clears throat> Nobody don't care if it's your club. You just want to have a good time because I feel like, in general, most of these club goers don't give a f*** about the, the ramifications behind the actions. Correct. But then again, it's also it tales from background. It entails from situations. I to them coming into the nightlife because the nightlife is a is like a cult. We all mm-hmm. part of a cult. Oh, yes. It's a different you life. Know, That's right. Yeah, and so how many of us don't come out of the daytime and be like, oh, shit, when they put that ball in there? The sun. Oh, the sun. Since when I've been doing that, y'all? 23 years of my fucking life I've been doing that shit. Like, the sun. Hell, the sun is nasty. And here's a better one. I I guarantee everybody that's been in the nightlife more than five years, at least 70 to 80% of your clothes are all black. Correct. So so then you have to look like this. We're uniform to see a certain lifestyle. And live a certain lifestyle. So we're uniform down to our clothes, down to our visuals. So when somebody comes in and talk about this in my house, I, I always tell them, so listen, man, at the end of the day, lock up or clean up because your house ain't shit right now. <laughs> I'm a, I put it to you like this. I'm a very sarcastic bastard at that door. When people come at me with anger, I come with sarcasm. 
who how about those people who have nothing to live for and everything to gain? Mm. Here's a new hustle. Hit me. I own your company. I own your club because I'm suing everybody. Yeah, I'll go to jail and I'll sit there and get three hots in a car, but I'm getting a check at the end of the day. Yeah. So you have to be careful with that. So that's why when I revert to being sarcastic, I do it, I do that to people with that entitled attitude. When people come in with that blah, 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 I come back with blah, blah, blah. So if I see somebody who's not being belligerent or just being a verbally, guess what? My judo kicks a little harder than yours. And when you are your ass trying to come on. You're going to say to yourself, like, what the hell just happened? The only time I let people get by is when I say to myself, I'm just doing it for shit and giggle. Other than I will be the biggest who comes to that door, and you would want me to punch you in your face just to get it over quicker than what I'm doing verbally. Trust me. Dude, remember when we had, remember when we had on, on theater? Yeah. All right. You know how many people come to that door with an entitlement attitude? You know this. You know how that, that theater, we're in the middle of 42nd Street. So everybody comes to that theater. Ah, ah, ah. No, sir. That's tonight. Look, go home. You know, whatever you do, don't do it here. You know, I had a guy, I had a guy the other night talking crap to me. His girl standing there. His girl's petite, probably like 5'1". This dude was like 6'2". Muscle brown, whatever, whatever. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh, man, you really think talking to me like that is doing anything for me or for her? Mm. She's the one that takes that. You see, I'm not the one that's going to oh, take that. Those types. And she's going to see two things. She's either going to see me whoop your ass, or she's going to see you shut the fuck up and walk away. You see, you give a person a choice sometimes, that's what they need. That's all it is. To rock some of the verbal judo. They only want to get into a fist fight. Rocky, you see the other night with the guy, when we were telling him about gate two, and he kept out with the cigarette and all that? Yeah, I yeah, try yeah, to yeah. talk. I try to talk to this guy as humanly as possible. My day was going as best as it can. This guy still kept going on. So I'm like, this guy, we're going to have, wow, we're going to have that. They do it on purpose. I, I, think, that, I think that's their purpose. They go under your skin, into your blood, to make you want to smack the shit out of them. And here's the thing, y'all. We are the last of the Mohicans. We can't do that no more. We knew we used to do that shit back in the days of the and, and it was all good then, because there was just no laws tied down to us. This is the pre-Giuliani days I'm talking about. When we started, we had to fight to earn our respect. Listen, let me tell you, one of the last of the Mohegan owners, right? He recently got killed December 24th up in Mount Vernon in in club. He was a Jamaican club owner, right? I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name because he's a friend of mine also. He has standards. His standards was as simple as this. You work for me. If I tell you to throw a motherfucker out, you got to grab him coattails and neck and toss him out old school. He didn't want to hear yo, yo, yo. He wanted physical violence. This he wanted man, old school. Old school. He wanted the physical way. So when motherfuckers think about getting dressed and coming to his club, you don't come with that bullshit. That's so right. throughout the years, throughout the years, everybody was like, yo, calm that down, calm that down. His partners was walking away from him because of that. And listen to this. The last two years, he started to calm it down. As he calmed it down, this is what happened. He starts giving the pep talk to security, and he tells us, hey, listen, not so hard, guys, not so hard. But people get their bullshit pep talk that I can play on dummies that trust me. You can't and outsmart me because I will school you from left to right, but I just choose to keep my mouth shut and let you fuck up, you know? The pep talk he was giving, fool, the pep talk he was giving was the rules for the night. The owner of the club, his name was Yeah, owner. 
you know I'm food. He used to have all, all, on the club. I'm Tremont, the Jamaican club over there. You talk um, about Yeah. He had a well, couple of joints. The guy that killed him, he got sentenced in April, and I believe he got 20 or 35 years. No, but as a one case, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you the whole background so y'all can understand what kind of we deal with. Listen to this. The pep talk went on. Like, this is the best example of what I tell motherfuckers all the time when you're working for me. I don't trust a motherfucker coming in through that door, even if they say they grew up with me and know my motherfucking shoe size. Search them and search them well. Yes. I'll take the blame for the shit with management later on. That's why I'm right. not too friendly with management. I don't talk to management to be their friend. I'm here to work. I had a situation like that a couple weeks ago. Um, It was on Flatbush Avenue, right there on Flatbush. Brooklyn. Yeah, I know. The f***ing wood vine. I ain't great with Spanish, but I'm learning little by little. Um, long story short, this dude said, oh, go get the manager. I'm cool with the manager. I said, bro, so I searched him and everything. Searched him clean. Searched his back. and say, fam, the screwdriver and the righteous cannot go inside, you know? Oh, homeboy trying to test me. So the homeboy trying to get past me. I said, oh, no, I stopped that I had that little n***. I said, yo, chill the f*** out, man. I'm not one of these because I'm tired of, you know, every time somebody says, this is my club, oh, this is my block, who gives a Oh. Like, at the end of the day, like, like my man Rodney King could say, can we just all get along? Before you could have killed that with one swoop. You see, this is why I always say, oh, yo, I'm cool with the owner. Call him, then get out my face. Go over there. Right, call him. The manager was like 10 feet away, so the manager saw me. So the manager eventually came along to, oh, he good, but I searched the shit out of him, and he wasn't too pleased. Long story short, do you know at the end of the night, he came and apologized to me? I mean, I mean, you know why he apologized to you? I'm going to tell you why he apologized to you. Because he knows that that manager's full of shit. If he did know him, and you humbled that motherfucker. But to revert back to the story, says to us, prior to that, guys, we got to calm down, da-da-da, no, I'll tell you how to go hard. Now, they switched up the team, they put a whole new team in. He told the same thing to that team. Now, check this out. A week, I mean, a month before that whole situation went down, so like in November, the same gentleman that shot and killed entered a confrontation with some guys at a house party. He shot this dude four times and left the dude for dead. This guy came out on bail, and from that point, a lot of the Jamaican guys was like fearing him, but showing them respect because of what he did with the gun, you know, with the shooting. So now one of those down, aka DJ, tell them all, oh, you know, hang with me, hang with me, blah blah blah. So this guy he comes into the club with all his people, and he has his gun on him. But nobody, wow. nobody knows he has a gun on him. He's with the sound. He's good. So security let the whole, like, like you know, we, we as DJs know, we rarely get searched. Especially if you're good with the bouncers. You rarely gonna get searched. So now this guy, he walks straight in. He has his gun, right? Now the whole night is going on. Here goes the end of the night. He touches some girl. She did not appreciate that. She makes a big stink about it. Approaches him. Yo, you gotta go. Mind you, about the incident with the shooting said yo me and you are cool don't disrespect my club don't disrespect the patron just go ahead and leave the guy gets rowdy that throw me out reverts back to gentlemen throw him out so they throw him out they bring him down the steps they drag him down he's put up a fight and he stops all right all right i'm leaving says yo just go ahead he tells yo you got some you know what I'm saying? Go back and forth. 
So one of the bouncers start pulling him to throw him out. The dude pulls out the gun. The dude unloads eight rounds in the hallway. One of them hits the young lady. One of them hits the bouncer. Six of them hits the torso. Wow. The guy runs outside. Mind you, I have the video from the Papa John's next door where they wrestle this guy to the floor. This whole time, my Vernon police is right across the street. No more than like a car length away. And they don't hear these shots. But this part of what we deal with, relationship with police. Speaking about police relationship, because when you have a relationship with cops, it depends who the night supervisor is, because sometimes you may get good, sometimes you may not get a good one. It could work 50-50 against us, because at the end of the day, some cops need to be retorted more. For me personally, yeah, we deal with cops. All right, so I don't give a f- you're a cop, but you're going to do your f-ing job to the full extent, and you ain't going to be too authoritative. I'm attention my police from experience with them and around them. They're still f***ing human. And just like bouncers, motherfuckers can be muscle-bound. Motherfuckers can be seven foot. But not everybody's going to run to the fight. The other day, the Caribbean party we had in Coney Island, out of close to 70 bouncers, what, what we have, 50 or 70, Rocky? It was 55, I believe, if I remember correctly the number. Out of 50 some odd bouncers, only five of us was on the floor. The Baywatch party. Whoa, run that back. Did you just say out of 50 bouncers, uh, only five? Made it to the middle of the dance floor, and I was one of them. I get closer to maybe 50. Rocky was upstairs in the office. I made the call over the radio. I ran downstairs. Look at the time I'm telling you now. I ran downstairs. So now the thing is this. In that area, from the bird's eye view I had, I seen five guards on one side. There was another three straight ahead. Long story short, I put the call out of the radio. Five bouncers was on that floor. If I didn't push one of the bouncers, he would have been wearing a glass hat, a.k.a. bottle over the head. That's right. Oh, my God. Instantly, because the dude was trying to hit another dude with the bottle, and the bouncer started running towards him. I pushed him. They no joke, because let me tell you, my friends, I got cracked with a bottle over my head with a Heineken. And, um, mm. you know, if somebody had my hoodie and my Yankee hat on, you know, the black beat up Yankee hat, that's my favorite hat. That's right. Real talk, um, if I had that on, my sh would have been splitted. So you pushed the dude because you, you saved him from being split open. We're going to pause for the cause because we really need to take the time and appreciate the levity, the gravity of this security thing. To be paid so little yet do so much. A thankless job for the most part. But hey, we keep it pushing for another day. You know what I mean? The art of bounce. So, this is to be continued. But tune in next week, right here on Force Fed Digital, where you will find these episodes on Amazon, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And you could also tune in to the United Ronin Networks on YouTube. You see somebody working security, show them a little bit of love for trying their best to make sure you have a good time, safe and sound. Stay safe.